0: Um, hi, my name is Andrea Dedeman. I am a worship associate and religious education instructor in this church this year. While John and I were hanging out with the a couple of weekends, we started talking about our religious backgrounds and how we came about attending this church. As we began to share our experiences and stories, I felt that maybe someone else needed to hear these stories. So I convinced them to be here today, (laughs) and here we are. Unfortunately, Barb is out with a little cold or something, but she's here with us in spirit. I am now going to introduce uh, Jeff Franzek, and he'll be um, talking about his comments and his wife's.
1: Good morning, can everyone hear me okay? Okay, uh, Barb's sick, so I'm gonna give her talk as well as mine, so. Uh, yeah, Better? Okay, uh, so this is a one for two discount and you guys get to ride into the deal. I, I apologize in advance. So I'm gonna read Barb's as is. Hi, my name is Barb Profronczak and I've been a member of this church since 2014. At the time, my spouse and I were looking for a new church home. I was working for our fellow congregant, Dr. Tyler Taylor, in his medical practice, and I knew he and many of his patients were members, so I convinced my husband to try this church. Because I grew up in the Catholic faith, the first months of attending the UU church were very foreign to me. I attended services with a focus on trying to determine the doctrine of this church but discovered they seemed to lack a formal creed as I was accustomed to. I was also confused about the party that seemed to occur after every service and later learned that that was just the usual coffee and snacks that happened every week. We UUs value coffee and conversation. It was refreshing, I might add, to hear sermons that I could relate to and didn't make me pray for them to end. I distinctly recall one week the subject of life after death arose during a service, and I learned that not everyone believed in this concept. The realization that I could actually question the dogma I had been taught growing up in the Catholic faith shook me to my core. I now love the freedom of choosing what I do and do not believe and appreciate that we all have varying degrees of faith. I love that our congregation respects everyone as they are. I love pulling into the parking lot each Sunday to see the LGBTQ flag and the Black Lives Matter sign. I love to witness the way we reach out and share our resources with others, whether through Guy's food pantry, collecting for the pathway shelter, collecting supplies for the border, providing food to St. Elizabeth's, giving to our partner church in Romania, sharing plants and seeds with the community, and I could go on and on. The reason I belong to this church is because of the wonderful, loving, caring people that I can greet each week. We respect all people, we accept everyone no matter what they believe, who they are, or who they love. If everyone believed the way that we do, wouldn't the world be a better place for all? Now I'm Jeff Ronzek. <laughs> uh, my name is Jeff Ronzek. Many of you probably know me as Barb's husband. Today, I'd like to talk to you about why I became a Unitarian Universalist. I was born and raised Catholic. Baptized, confirmed, altar boy, Eucharistic minister, minister, the whole nine yards. Aside from finding comfort in some of the long-standing traditions, and enjoying being part of a larger community, I never understood or accepted the whole guilt-based approach of Catholicism. Feeling obliged to attend every week, confessing your sins, performing penance, purgatory, the looming threat of going to hell, and the implied notion that all other religions were false or inferior never resonated with me. As a child, I had no choice but to attend church every Sunday. As a young adult, I stopped attending church altogether. It was not until Barb became pregnant with our first child that we decided we, to, we had to raise our kids in some religious framework. Not having any other experience, we opted to raise our kids Catholic. We once again became active members of the Catholic Church. Fast forward 20-something years. When we moved to Los Alamos, Barb and I initially attended Immaculate Heart of Mary. It was evident that my spiritual needs were still not being fulfilled. In 2014, we decided to give the Unitarian Church of Los Alamos a try. We were immediately made to feel welcome and took advantage of social activities like forks and knives and First Friday at the Pyramid Cafe to meet many of the members of the church. In addition, Barb got involved in hospitality, and I helped with the new building project finances. Getting involved beyond attending Sunday service is a great way to forge deeper relationships and increase the sense of belonging and community. We have met so many wonderful, kind, thoughtful, generous, fun, and caring people here that it would take too long to name them all. Sadly, many of the longstanding members of this church have since passed away, or moved away, or simply stopped attending. It seems to me that the number of people who have left is greater than the number of people who have joined. This trend is worrisome and needs to be addressed. That being said, increasing membership is not the sole responsibility of our minister or the board or the many dedicated and productive committees that we have. Everyone can help. Talk to your neighbors. Talk to your friends and coworkers. Make them aware of our church and our fantastic community. Tell them about all the causes we are involved in. Invite them to attend a service. You never know when you'll make contact with a person who is desperately searching for deeper connection and deeper meaning. In addition to the strong sense of community, The UU Church has also been helpful in my search for spiritual identity. I find the seven UU principles to be valuable guideposts in my quest to become the best version of me and hopefully help make the world a better place. I'd like to briefly highlight a few of the principles and elaborate on how I find them to be positive impact on my life and my ongoing spiritual journey is only three pages. First principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person. To me, this seems like a no-brainer, yet our world can be a very unwelcoming place to those who look different, sound different, dress different, act different. I feel that our church is trying hard to embrace those differences and work to find ways to connect people. The fourth principle, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. In this age of alternative facts, cults of personality, and an internet overwhelmed with misinformation, it can be difficult to find truth and meaning. However, just because it's hard to find truth and meaning shouldn't absolve us from trying. I find comfort in the fact that this need is at the core of our religion. Sixth principle, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. The many social justice initiatives that our church supports and works to advance is a great source of pride to me. From sponsoring Afghan refugees, to helping immigrants at our border with Mexico, supporting homeless shelter in Española, helping build homes in Mexico, Gaia's Pantry, sending meals to St. Elizabeth's Shelter, There are many truly caring and passionate people who devote significant amount of time and effort in support of these causes. Each of us has the opportunity to get involved in any of these activities. Often these activities result in stronger relationships with fellow church members in addition to a sense of making a difference in our community and the world. Seventh principle, respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. Man-made climate change is very real and represents a truly existential threat to our planet. All of the other animals and plants on our planet can't do much to fix this problem. Mankind is not above the interdependent web. We are part of it and have an obligation do to do what we can to make things better. The fact that our religion made this one of our core principles is inspirational to me. To me, the seven principles are the UU equivalent of the 10 Commandments without the guilt. Here's a few closing thoughts in the form of a question and answer. Do I attend every week? No. Do I feel guilty about not attending every week? No. Do I dread going to church? No. Do I feel a sense of belonging, connection, community at this church? Yes. Do I look forward to hearing thought-provoking sermons that help me refine my understanding of what it means to be a good person? Yes. Am I proud of the social justice initiatives our church is involved in? Yes. Am I worried about the trajectory of our membership? Yes. Am I willing to invest my time, talent, and treasure to reverse the membership trend? Yes. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and for being part of this wonderful community.
0: Nice. Now John Deniman will come up.
2: everybody. Mine will be short and sweet. Um, I've always had an ill-defined notion that religious practice is an important part of our well-being. It's a focus on the big picture thing. Humans are healthier for acknowledging the existence of mystery, even with all the knowledge we have gained. Knowledge is not static, but ever-expanding. UUs acknowledge this as we search for religious truth, not just accept the answers of the past. Cosmology lies at the convergence of religious and scientific knowledge, the search for origins. Astronomers using the new Webb Space Telescope can peer back 13.5 billion years into a universe estimated to be 13.7 billion years old. Very recently, they have seen massive objects that, if they are galaxies, are much bigger than models of the early universe predict. These scientists are now seeking alternate interpretations of their data and rethinking their models of the universe to find the harmony that must exist in true knowledge. Religious understanding is no different. All knowledge must evolve to help us stay in harmony with an evolving universe. My wife Andrea and I began our religious journey separately, but we both were raised in traditional Christian churches. We met as members of the Baha'i faith. We have continued to evolve together, and we are both now members of the UU faith and members of this congregation. We were able to survive the transition as a couple because we share the value of seeking knowledge independently. This shared value made it inevitable that we, had, we would end up in this congregation. Thank you.
0: That was wonderful. I had no idea what they were going to say, but it ties all in. So um, I I was raised and the Baptist Church in New York City. But while I was growing up, I had lots of questions in Sunday school, and some were answered and some were not. My mom was a devout Christian, and my dad, he probably was a UU at heart. I had a great family on both sides, wonderful life. And then my brother was killed in Vietnam. And my sister was killed by her husband when I was young. Our family and lives changed forever. But that's another talk. I began to doubt and question God, Jesus, heaven, the Bible, religions, all of it. I went through a stage where I was atheist. And then I began to see miracles and changes. And mysteries, and I drifted towards the agnostic side. I was confused and unsure, and I'm sure folks around me at the time were not happy with me (laughs) and my doubts, and my questions, and my responses. But I was a teacher, so I was gonna keep on going. While in college, I took a religion class. What an eye opener! I had a professor. Who is Jewish and Catholic? And one day, after um, a wonderful class, I asked her, "Had she chose which religious path to follow?" And she said, "I'm not picking sides." <coughs> she said, "I'm not going to choose from one side to the other." But she said, "I developed this class for people like you and me for exploration and investigation." And then she said, "I'll talk to you next year." She never did. I began to visit, explore, attend other religious organizations. I came to the conclusion that all all of these churches and organizations had good things to celebrate and to offer their members. And as a matter of fact, they are still part of who I am today. But I still wanted more. I wanted a religion that supported reason, tolerance, hope, and liberation. I wanted a religion to honor the Jewish and Christian roots that I was raised with. But I also wanted it to acknowledge and accept the great truths and the religious expressions. I did not like being told it's all in a book, or just believe, or just have faith. I needed to worship with people who acknowledged and or accepted that revelation is never sealed and we should keep searching for new truths. I wanted to belong to a place that welcomed diverse people and their views. Unconditionally, I wanted to belong to a place where children could ask ask questions and the adults, the leaders did did not have all the answers all of the time. And that was okay. I needed to be in a place where people understood the need for social justice for all, and who are and were willing to support, participate, and give money to these causes. Walk the talk. I needed a church that accepted everyone with no exceptions, no excuses, no time frame. I wanted to be a part of a congregation that would treat me and the people who look like me with respect, allow me to feel equal to everyone else. I wanted heaven on earth now. I did not want to wait until I die to be treated with respect and have the equalities of everyone else. I wanted that world right now <coughs> and I wasn't willing to wait, <coughs> but I was willing to help. Because of my brother and my sister, I dedicated myself to women with domestic issues and I dedicated my brother's life to making sure that his life wasn't in vain in Vietnam. So I voted and I, I, I promised him and both of them, that I would do all that I could until I died to make sure that I honored and respected and remembered them. Because frankly, I don't know what's up there and you don't either. When we moved here, we were not associated with any organizations and no longer practicing Baha'is. We had made a decision. No more churches, no more organizations. We were gonna do our own spiritual individual search and see what that led us to. However, while teaching at the middle school in town around 18 years ago, one of my students asked me to attend a multicultural workshop at this church about 18 years ago. He was sure I would enjoy it, and I told him I would try to make it. It was Geordie Herbeck. And it was hard, if you knew Geordie, it was hard to say no. Um, he, it was a great workshop. I met lots of interesting and fun people. I remember Koch Young and Mike specifically and some other members who are no longer here or have moved away. However, I have wonderful people here that I know. I felt that at this workshop, they listened to my perspective and I listened to them. I heard them. I felt connected and I continued to visit. In a few weeks, there was another talk that I was sure my geeky engineering scientific husband might like. I convinced him to attend with me. We have been coming ever since. Thank you, Jordy. I can truly say <coughs> that I love my church family here, its principles and the wonderful friends I've gained while attending all these years. I feel supported. I feel I always have someone, regardless of what issue it is, that will agree with me, laugh out loud. (laughs) I truly can say I'm enjoying seeking what is sacred to me in this place. I feel this church is a very supportive community that eases my loneliness and supports my religious explorations. If you are searching, seeking, looking for a spiritual home, a different religious experience, or a place to visit or join, or just come and feel good, with open hearts and minds, please come visit the Unitarian Church of Los Alamos. And now I'm finished with my speech. If there is anyone who would like to say something about why they're here or how they got here, um, we have time to do that. Thank you for listening to us.